welcome to the Rich Thoughts Podcast, where our goal is to glorify God and terrify the devil. Get ready. It's going to be a great journey. Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring, and that's my fine wife, Beth. Hallelujah. We're just so excited. Well, what would you say if I told you that you could have unlimited access to a vault containing more money, jewels, gold, silver, and wealth than you can even imagine? Deuteronomy 28, verses 12 and 13. 28, 12, and 13, Message Bible. Get ready. You're about to shout. God will throw open the doors of his sky vaults, pour rain on your land on schedule, and to bless the work you take in hand. You will lend money to many nations, but you yourself won't have to borrow a loan, make a loan. Start to say borrow a dime. Would that be true? God will make you the head, not the tail. You'll always be the top dog, never the bottom dog. As you obediently listen to and diligently keep the commands of God, your God, that I'm commanding you today. These two verses contain seven priceless principles available to every believer if they just follow two simple instructions. Now, we're going to do a brief review of what we discussed on yesterday's call. We talked about these, started talking about these seven benefits. Then we'll finish today. Number one in the review, you have unlimited access to a vault with unending wealth. Genesis 28.12, 28.12. And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder set upon the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven, and behold, the angels of God ascending and descending on it. You know, honey, as we read and reread this verse, we talked about how we could see angels, not the chubby cherubims, but mighty warrior angels, ascending and descending into homes with untold wealth from the sky vault. Mm. John 151, 151. And he saith unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Hereafter you, hereafter you shall see heaven open, and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. In your mind's eye, just imagine angels forming a chain from heaven to earth, bringing wealth and riches into your house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <coughs> Is this image real? Absolutely. So long as the windows of heaven are open over your life. And number two, pour rain on your lamb. The last part of Galatians 6, 7, 6 verse 7 in the Classic Amplified Bible says, For whatever a man sows, that and that only is what he will reap. Notice the first doesn't say <clears throat> might reap or could reap or should maybe reap. The scripture says that's what you will reap. It's a fact. You reap what you sow, even though you may not have seen it yet because God, well, he doesn't allow his precepts to be set aside. It's going to happen if he says it's going to happen. <clears throat> Number three, bless the work in your hand. When God looks at our hands, he sees unlimited potential for blessings, miracles, and prosperity. We talked about that recently. We have that authority as believers of the Most High God, children of the Most High yes, God. Yes, we do. In John 335, 335 says the Father loved the Son and placed everything 
in his hands. In John 14, 12, John 14, verse 12, he that believeth on me, <clears throat> the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my Father. God listed very specifically in his word how we are able to use our hands to save the lost, heal the sick, deliver the oppressed, and finance the end time harvest. But guess what? It starts with you, it starts with me, it starts with us realizing the power that God has given into our hands. So let's pick up where we left off yesterday, baby. Okay, number four, you will lend to many nations. You know, we've read all 800,000 words in the 66 chapters of the Bible from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21. In fact, we've read through the Bible many, many times. But we've never once seen where the Bible says that debt is good. Let me say that again. The Bible never says that debt is good. Matter of fact, it says it's bad. That's it. It's just not in the book. Truthfully, the fact that the Scripture has nothing positive to say about debt should give us pause, if not concern, about its potential for evil. Scripturally speaking, debt in and of itself is not a sin. If it were a sin, no doubt the word have discussed the wages of debt as opposed to the wages of sin. While being in debt may not be a sin, as far as lenders and borrowers go, we're to be on the lending side. Deuteronomy 15.6, 15.6, classic amplified. Well, when the Lord your God blesses you as he promised you, then you shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. And you shall rule over many nations, but they shall not rule over you. The scripture says that you shall not borrow. That statement's pretty clear to me. To us, should be to you. Do not borrow, which leads us to our Fifth point. Number five, you will never have to take out a loan. Wow. You know, we're convinced that warning labels should be placed on every loan discount, I mean, excuse me, document offered by any business or company. Taking out loans, getting into debt, well, it can really kill a person quicker than smoking cigarettes. Debt is bad and it creates strife in families. It prohibits you from doing the things that the scripture instructs you to do. It requires you to make decisions based on the world instead of the word so true. economy. The only way debt is ever good is if there is an offsetting asset and you have a plan to pay that debt off rapidly, not someday, but right now. When it comes to getting out of debt, there are a lot of people in the world either give up hope completely or they fall into the, well, maybe someday syndrome. Someday things will get better. Someday I'm going to have money. Someday I won't have to work like this. Someday I'm going to get out of debt. Someday I'm going to start giving the way I really want to. The problem is, is we have news for you. Someday is today. Sweet. Right now. Yes. This is the day for you to determine there's going to be an immediate change in your finances. You're going to stop buying what you want and only get what you need. It's called getting, creating a plan to get out of debt rapidly. When your someday becomes today, then the words of Job 40, 
4111 in the contemporary English version will become, start to become a reality in your life. It says, I will in command of the, I will, I am in command of the world and in debt to no one. Number six, God will make you the head and not the tail. Mm. Deuteronomy 28, 13, 28, 13. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath, if that thou hearken to the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day, and observe to do them all. Remember these words? Well, they were first used on slaves. Walking in a slave mentality, coming out of Egypt. They were used as an example for us, according to 1 Corinthians 10.11. 1 Corinthians 10.11, that we might escape the bondages of slavery that they experienced and know how to enter the promised land, the abundant life Jesus redeemed us for. The Lord shall make thee, not anybody else, the Lord, our great God Jehovah, Elohim, the Almighty One shall make you. We're not talking about an assistant to an assistant, even an angel. God Almighty will make you the head and not the tail. According to Strong's Concordance, the Hebrew word for head means head, top, summit, upper part, chief, total, sum, height, front, beginning, choice, best. The head is a position of leadership. The tail, according to Strong's Concordance, means the end of something. God's plan is to make you the chief, the choice, the best, the total of all that is. He never intended for you to be the end of a thing. Get ready to shout as we read, as we read Deuteronomy 28.13, 28.13, and the New Living Translation, which says, if you listen to these commands of the Lord your God that I am giving you today, and if you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And you'll always be on top and never at the bottom. I want you to pay attention to the last 11 words in that verse. I'm going to say them again. You will always be on top and never at the bottom. You'll always be on top and never at the bottom. God's desire for us is so clear. He wants us to be the chief, the leader, who's always on top, winning in the game of life. Number seven, always want to be the lead dog in the pack, or the view, <laughs> the view never changes. Deuteronomy 28.13, 28.13 says in part, Thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. I love the language found in the Message Bible says, you'll always be the top dog, never the bottom dog. Hallelujah. Okay, a bit of humor first. Actually, it's a life lesson. If you're the lead dog in the pack, your scenery is always changing. However, if you're not leading, you'll always remain the same. That's it. So let's look at Deuteronomy 28.13. Deuteronomy 28.13 in the New Living Translation says, if you listen to these commands of the Lord your God that I'm giving you today, and if you carefully obey them, the Lord will make you the head, not the tail, and you will always be on top and never at the bottom. Wow. 
You know, we want to pay particular attention, want you to see that the last 11 words in that verse, I'm going to... We read them a while ago, but I'll read them again, baby. It says, you will always be on top and never at the bottom. So who's always at a top and at the top of things, not at the bottom? A leader. When a leader sees others with a need, he or she <clears throat> should be ready to intercede and intervene on their behalf. And just for the record, leaders make more money than followers. <laughs> God has a unique ability to make something out of nothing, and that's what he'll do for each one of us if we get in stride with him. Amen. He sees leadership potential in every person. That's why you're known as a masterpiece. When we talked about that entrance into the vault, the treasury of heaven becomes yours, provided that we follow the two instructions we talked about in Deuteronomy 28.13 in the Message Bible, which says, as you obediently listen to and diligently keep the commands of God, your God, that I'm commanding you today. And they are, honey. Yeah, listen to these points out of that passage. One, obediently listen. Two, diligently keep the commands of God. Or as we like to say, read your Bible, do what it says. That's it. Think on these things. That's it. And until tomorrow morning at 8.30 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. Bye-bye.